Hey there, this is Ed Keating, co-founder and chief data officer at Cannabis Media. And I am back for another quarterly update on what's happening with licenses and license counts as we track them month to month. So let's get started. First, we'll sort of hit the summary overview. And based on our count, we've seen regulators add over 1,300 licenses uh, in Q2. And in comparison, in, in comparing them to the number of licenses out there, really not much has changed. There was not any great increase or decrease overall. But when we look at the different activities, we'll see some movement. So, and as we highlight here, stores were actually up 7.6%, probably not a surprise to most who are following this. Manufacturing, no change. And then cultivation down 8%. So I think for most of us who follow this space, that's probably not all that surprising. So as we said, there's 1,313 new licenses that we counted in Q2, and here's the breakdown. So 574 cultivators, 152 manufacturers, and 587 store slash dispensaries. So, you know, not, not um, a huge number, and we'll compare and show what this year has looked like in terms of license issuance. So here's the sort of eye chart table that will give you a little bit of background um, in terms of what uh, was issued in terms of total um, active licenses. So you can see that the number hasn't changed all that greatly from 42,745 to 41,600. So I think it's about a thousand difference across, you know, over 47,000 licenses. But one thing that we're sharing really for the first time in, in these presentations is we're also showing facilities. So what Cannabis Media does is we strive to go in and look at the licenses and determine which one's are joined together because they're at the same location and have the same owner. So the, the notion is we're trying to understand really the number of businesses that are out there, which is different than just a license because well, the license we think is a great proxy for how the industry uh, grows and shrinks. The facilities move a little bit less slowly because let's say if there's a farm and they get rid of some of their uh, licenses, there's still a farm. So you'll see this uh, column uh, throughout the uh, remaining presentation as we touch on um, specific activities. So for those of you who like to look at it visually, this is really the same look here. It just provides a little bit more. And as we said, you know, total licenses have declined slightly, but they're kind of masked by changes in, in the different categories. Whereas we saw at the outlet outset um, grow was down, stores are up. So now we're going to take a look at the three big license categories and we'll start with manufacturing. So in Q2, we saw that 14 states issued licenses. And I think the headline, second point is there were 152 licenses were issued in Q2 compared to 365. That's down 58%. But Anybody who's a student of license counts in the U.S. is probably going to know why. Um, while California and Washington led, Oklahoma was really nowhere to be found in the second quarter. And you can see here that this year they issued 235 in quarter one and only five 
in quarter two. I mean, it's quite, quite a big change. Even though their moratorium started last September, it's really been kicking in. And we covered that in the blog posts uh, we did after the quarter ended on the specific activities. I mean, we've really seen how this works out. And then this shows graphically what new manufacturing licenses were issued, sort of how that has changed throughout. And you can see back in January and February, it was still pretty active. Uh, states, especially uh, Oklahoma, was cranking out licenses. And um, now as we get into Q2, it's a it's a much lower uh, set of licenses being issued. And here is the table that you know really shows the same thing, but it gives you the real numbers. And you know, once again, you can see the numbers didn't really change greatly. 6194 to 6189, that's the same. Um, and really the uh, true on facilities as well. So, and then finally, here's total manufacturing licenses and total facilities, you know, a visual of, you know, there's no real trend line to draw here. It would be pretty straight if, if, if we looked at it. So not a lot of movement there. Now let's move on to cultivation. So there were 574 licenses issued in Q2 versus 630 uh, by our count. That's a decline of about you know 9%. Oklahoma share of all the new licenses issued. So keep that in mind. These are new license issues. They accounted for 54% in Q1 and dwindled all the way down to 1.4% in Q2. So you know, that's just a giant change. And with all the news coming out of the state, all the information about the challenges they've had with enforcement, black market, they know they've got a, a challenge there to take care of. And it seems like they're really putting a lot of effort to it. Um, and then finally, uh, just where these licenses come from, and 75% came from California, Michigan, Vermont, and Oregon, even, which is sort of odd since they also have a moratorium. But uh, I think some licenses are still working their way through the process, or at least that's what my team has, uh, has shared with me. This next uh, slide I'm going to put up shows how many new cultivation licenses have been issued by month for probably about 18 months or maybe more. You can see here. This one, it's easy to draw the line. The trend is pretty straightforward. We've definitely seen a decline. You know, these big spikes, I think, uh, yeah, September 2022, this was in Oklahoma when it was moratorium time and people must have just papered the licensing office with applications and their $2,500 checks. Um, but we can see now that this has really, really come down. And, you know, given the challenges uh, with oversupply, really not a surprise that we see this here in, in new licenses. And, and we often say that licenses are a lagging indicator of everything because there's paperwork. It's not something that happens immediately, but you can see here, there's definitely been a trend in place that goes back pretty far uh, as, as cultivators and businesses try and figure out what is the right balance in terms of um, supply. So uh, for to, once again, look at the table view, you can see here definitely a change where total cultivation licenses are down by our estimate about a little over 10 and a half percent, about 2,500 uh, licenses from um, about a year ago. And then you can see here the change from December where it's a high of you know 22,000 and then just under 21,000. And 
you know, we also have the, the notion of the facilities here where, you know, they are also declining, but not as much. I think it's more been in some cases, a shrinkage of farms, at least in some of the states. In other cases, you know, the facility is simply one plot and, and that's all that we've got. So now let's take a look at stores, which is probably the category we get the most questions about. And we have a lot of customers who track this information. So there were 587 new store dispensary licenses issued. And once again, the theme continues, Oklahoma only issued 11 store licenses in Q2 versus 332 in Q1. And this time New York minted almost 33% of Q2's new licenses. And you know, when New York issues them, they pretty much come out as active, even though we all know that the doors aren't open, they might not even have a place yet, but we go by what the state says, they are really our source of truth. Um, so trying to look at this nationally is a little tough on this slide. This is truly the iChart slide because it covers all the states that have issued this year. And there's certainly um, a lot. Uh, but you know, we published this. It's actually in uh, one of our blog posts that we put out right after the quarter ended. So if anybody needs it, it's there, or our emails will be uh, shown at the end. Um, to take a look at total licenses, this is a pretty important one. You can see here that the active store licenses were 11,407 uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, and now they're up to 12,279. So we see licenses up by 7.6%. And facilities up by 8.1%. So definitely some some uh, interesting uh, movement there. As you know, that's one place where we're seeing some growth. Uh, somebody's asked us how many licenses does an average facility own. It's a great question. I, I know when we looked at, at California specifically, it looked like each facility had at least three licenses, but. I think the reason for that is just kind of the law of averages. There's a handful that have two and 300 licenses, and then there's a bunch that have one. So saying it's two or three might not be all that illuminating, but it's a good question, certainly for further research. Um, and, you know, cultivation is going to be way different than, let's say, stores, where it's typically only going to be two, and it's going to be in those states that make you get a medical and a rec license. So um, good question. We need more data though. So uh, we'll get back to you on that one. And then um, this is what it looks like you know, visually for those who kind of appreciate seeing it this way in terms of how the numbers have grown. And we can see that it's definitely increased and is likely to continue so as, as more states come on board. Um, I do want to touch a little bit more on Oklahoma. I know it comes across as a bit of an obsession, but it was such the... Uh, toward a force of licenses from 2018 on uh, that it is, I think, important to see because I know many ancillary companies spent a lot of time and effort trying to penetrate that market. So um, in terms of what happened in Q2 for stores, they only issued 11 licenses versus 332, cultivation eight versus 338 and manufacturing five versus 235. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like, 900 licenses versus 22. I'm not going to do the math that fast, but it's a big drop off. And uh, pulling some of the data now from our um, intelligence uh, database, you can see here that the green are 
the licenses that were issued. So just total that were issued going back the last 12 months, but the blue is the net changes. And as you can see, it was going up here for a while, almost till February of this year, where it tended to be positive in some months. But now as we look to 2023, you know, later, certainly near the second quarter, we can see that the number of licenses in that state is shrinking. And I think with all the work that OMA and OBNDD are doing, the two regulators there, among others, law enforcement, I think we're going to see even more of that. So that's sort of the overview of, of what's been happening in terms of um, number of licenses and facilities and how they've changed. I want to just touch on some of the drivers for that, or at least what we see as some of the drivers. So we talked about uh, moratoriums, and uh, those are always interesting um, rules for states to enact. Montana has one where uh, the adult use industry will remain closed off to new entrants for at least two years. I think that goes out uh, a bit. I think uh, there's at least another year and a half or so on that one. Um, and then Oregon has one in place as well. Although, as I showed before, they still are issuing some licenses. And then Oklahoma's is probably the biggest and most profound. But there's also some rule changes. So we've had some clients ask us about what's going on in California, what drives that decline. And we did some research and looked at the number of large licenses. So when California enacted its licensing scheme, large licenses were not going to be issued until January 2023. And in Q1, I think two were issued, although they seem not even to stay open or stay active. However, in Q2, we had about 26 that were issued. And, and what that allowed these facilities to do is essentially shrink the number of licenses they had. They didn't need to have 20 or 30 or whatever, they could say, hey, we have a large license and put them under that one umbrella. So it does shrink the number of licenses. And um, in the blog post we did, I think we actually came up with a number and showed the farms that that actually had employed these to, to bring down the, uh, the license count. But I imagine it makes their record keeping a little bit easier. Not sure about the licensing cost, but um, you know that may be on a case by case uh, basis. So Definitely an interesting challenge there. And then um, just following the news, which we you know all see every morning, what's going on in the state. So I just saw this week that Alabama unissued and then reissued a whole bunch of licenses. So that causes all sorts of confusion in the marketplace. New York has yet another lawsuit that's put their system on pause. And then this morning I woke up here in my home state of Connecticut to a lawsuit that is being filed down in Stanford where they're trying to say that, you know, the whole program should be thrown out because cannabis is federally legal and it's a bad thing and it should be in the state. So, you know, another day, another lawsuit, but I, I expect to see this to continue as more states try and enact this and, and move things forward. The last area I want to focus on is uh, a different kind of leaderboard. So over the summer, we launched unlicensed licenses and uh, have come up with a leaderboard of where we found them. We've been researching the unlicensed market for a lot of reasons. One, to just try and understand it. How big is it? Where where are these businesses located? Right now, uh, we've gathered uh, over a thousand, um, I think, uh, and we have several thousand more in the queue. 
the exciting thing for us is three quarters of this data is derived from government sources. So, and we, we've only focused on California, New York, and DC, but there's a lot of information out there. If you think about it, many of these businesses, you know, do need to attract customers so that they do have a public face in some ways. Um, but we've also worked to try and find information through regulators and others, just so that our users can map and understand, you know, where might these businesses be? And, and, and what does that mean for, for our customers? What does it mean from a compliance standpoint? I know that one of our salespeople was showing this feature to one of uh, their prospects and the person said, oh, that guy reached out to me and he wanted to use our services, but he couldn't produce a license. So we didn't go with him. So, you know, it's definitely, I think, going to be illuminating as people see who these licenses are and where they are. And, you know, on the on the right side of the screen, here's a map in New York of um, noise, NYC. And the fascinating thing is that this is like a single state operator. Uh, I don't know if they actually may be an MSO if, they, if uh, they, they've gone into another state. But, you know, here they've got not one store, but a handful of stores. So it's really a, a force here. And... Um, it's an information challenge for us, but one that we've learned a lot about the industry. And it's you know interesting to see how each of the regulators across the country are going to manage this. So, so we'll be doing more reporting on, on this as well. We know we'll never get all this information. There's just too much of it. Um, however, there's a lot of data that uh, our team has been able to find by uh, a lot of judicious um, digging. So uh, I wanted to pass along our contact info. If you do have uh, any questions, you can reach out to us. And I'm also happy to take any additional questions that uh, that you all might have today. All right. Well, it's looking like there aren't a lot of questions coming in. So as I said, you've got my email here. And um, Happy to take any questions. Oh, it looks like one snuck in under, under the wire here. So if you run into stores that have a license in one state, but are unlicensed in another one, I don't, I can't think of an example where somebody has pulled that off. And I don't know if that means has an illicit store someplace else, but I, I don't know if that's happened. I, I have heard of cases where growers have a legit license and are selling product of the back door as well. And that's happened in a couple of times, mostly in California. And I do know that there have also been cases uh, here in Connecticut where people have been shut down for selling cannabis, even though they had what I'm calling an adjacent license. So in addition to tracking these thousand uh, uh, illicit stores, there's also quite a few vendors who have licenses that allow them to sell vapes or tobacco. And some of them sort of skirt the law and try and sell cannabis cartridges, uh, uh, THC cartridges for those vapes. So here's a case where they have a legitimate business and an unofficial illegitimate one. But you know, the two cases I've seen in Connecticut have resulted in you know, sting operations where people got shut down. But I think we all know that for every one you find, there's a lot that you'll probably never find. So great question. And, and, and we expect to see, sadly, probably more of that as, uh, as, uh, as we continue to research the other side of, of, of the marketplace. All right. Well, if you have any additional questions, 
don't hesitate to reach out and um, look for our next blog posts at the end of Q3, where we'll see how these moratoriums have held and also how the market is able to move ahead. Thank you.